Hello and welcome. You're listening to Jot That Down. I'm Chloe. I'm Alex. And I'm Haley. And we're providing you with knowledge that you're not asking for. Hey, Jotters. Welcome to week 10. We're going to be covering embarrassing, traumatic, and hilarious stories from our childhood. Thanks for listening. Would anyone like to tell a fun story from their childhood? I want you to go first, Joel. I want you to set the scene. Mm, Set the pace? I don't know. (laughs) Um, I have a few stories. Some of them are um, food related, so I'll start with one. And to preface this story, I will say that I have never in my life liked cheese. And as a kid, I still did not like cheese and people did not believe that I didn't, including my own parents and like members of my family, of my extended family. Um, so my dad also didn't like cheese until he was 18. And so everyone in my family was like, oh my God, when Chloe turns 18, she's going to love cheese. No, I didn't. And I don't, and I never will if I had to guess because the smell, it's like a smell, texture, taste, like the whole combo, if you will. But anyway, so my first story is this one time, my, before Michael was born um, and we used to, even I guess when Michael was born, we used to go to Greece every summer for six weeks to stay with my dad's parents um, who lived there and his mom still does live there, my yaya. And my parents would leave us with my grandparents for like two or three weeks and go travel around to different islands and like go on vacation in Europe and leave us with my grandparents, which was so great because they spoiled the shit out of us. However, my grandmother does not understand the concept of not eating a specific food. Like she comes from an era where nothing can be wasted and like you can't, you can't have an opinion on what you're eating. Like you just eat what you get and that's it. And so this one time there's this cheese in Greece called caseri, which is, it's like a very sharp cheese. It kind of looks like a big wedge of Parmesan. Um, And honestly, all cheese to me looks exactly the same because, so I, I vividly remember we were standing outside on the veranda and she pushes my cheeks together and forces this piece of cheese into my mouth. And it was so traumatizing. Did I, you see it coming or was she sneaky? No, I saw it coming. I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, no. And she just like whoop, put it in my mouth. And I immediately like, like spit it back out. And then I was like, this is so gross. Like it was so disgusting. And I was so upset at her for like, days and my white parents came back I was like Yaya made me eat cheese and they were like oh my god you're so dramatic but it was it was awful I must have been like six or seven Mm. bad times you guys bad times that so much thank you and that just set you on a path of hating cheese for the rest of your life yeah I'll tell you another cheese story but I'll let you guys like Cleanse the collective palate of our listeners. Okay. <laughs> oh my God. Mine's just like the stories I have all have one theme, and that I was a very um, 
clumsy child and I like I'm to, shocked like, mm-hmm, yes <laughs> I'm not and I just like to rough house and like I don't know like whatever a lot of the story well actually all of the stories are just um me falling or hurting myself somehow and one that comes to mind is our first dog Kaylee I picked her out because her name rhymed with mine I was like four or five years old um you had a dog named Kaylee sure did sometimes my mom like when she's calling us she's like Kaylee Haley Casey Laura and I'm like okay the dog okay, that's fair dead for years okay wait years. combining Haley and Casey to go back to this was it K-A-Y <laughs> like was it the same spelling you think I have as- a Y in my name no 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 but I'm asking like was it <laughs> you know what I'm saying like was it obnoxious you- <laughs> no so it was actually just K-A-L-I we didn't – her name was already that. We couldn't change it. It was so Kaylee. Kelly? It was okay. Kaylee. Kelly Uches. I think Anyhow. you guys pronounced your dog's name wrong, so. <laughs> I mean, fucking probably. But um, when we first got her, she had to be on a leash. Usually our dogs don't use leashes because we have enough space. They just run around. And I remember my dad was very cautious, and I was, like, five years old, and he's like, whatever you do, because I begged him. He was, like, on the tractor doing something with the driveway. And he's, I was like, can I please go out? I just want to hang out, whatever, and not be inside. He's like, okay. He's like, whatever you do, do not let go of that dog. He's like, I'm, I'm serious. Like, you have to never let go of her. Um, so she dragged my ass down the driveway. We have a dirt driveway. Um, my dad was, like, fixing, like, the, the gravel and the rocks are all, like, upended, whatever it is. She dragged my ass for, like, 100 feet. I was literally just going right down the driveway. She was Were having you a injured. Time. Like, I mean, I was just like scratched to shit, but I didn't let you let go. Okay, no. all right. Then. My dad was really proud. He was like, honestly, I would have let go. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> yeah. At that point, like, at that you're point, being pummeled, like, yes. you might as well just let go and hope for the best. But yeah. yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Proud that of myself. Sounds terrible. Yeah, it wasn't fun. And I mean, she didn't have to be on a leash much longer after that. Um, She was really strong. So, yeah. <laughs> Love that for you, Hales. Thank what you. What should I say? Kales. Yeah, <laughs> we'll call you Hallie. Eh. Well, I can tell a story about a time that I was clumsy per se, but also on purpose. So I was at my neighbor's house because we used to hang out in the cul-de-sac, like, whatever. And he had a, like, a monkey bars on his swing set, which was super cool. Like, at the top of, like, the swing part, there was just, like, monkey bars that – well, actually, I don't know how that worked because, like, how could you do monkey bars and have swings? But anyway, I decided it would be a great idea to climb on top of the monkey bars and then jump down. (gasps) That's, like, what all, like, the cool kids would do. Did you break your leg? I sure didn't, but it hurt so bad. And we had crutches from when my brother had, um, like, knee issues when he got some, like, tendons and ligaments stepped on in football. So I used his crutches. um, And it was at the same time that my mom was bringing me to this camp down the road, like, during the daytime. It was like a Veggie Tales camp. Do you guys know what Veggie Tales are? It's like they had a show. It was like the theme of Veggie Tales. Yeah, it was a whole Veggie Tales summer camp. Okay, like, I need you to elaborate. Day. Like, 
was every day's activity like themed? I quite honestly could not tell you anything about the camp. Super helpful. Thank you so much. <laughs> but I know that it was VeggieTales themed and I had to go there on crutches because I had jumped off the monkey bars. Oh. It was embarrassing. Okay, so two things. <laughs> Number one, did you actually need the crutches or were you like, I want no, to use the crutches? I don't know. I probably didn't. It was probably just like sore for a day or two mm. and I just went with it and was like, let me crutch everywhere. Right. Let people feel bad for me. The second thing is, I think I was team Dragon Tales over team Mm. Veggie Tales. Dragon Tales, Dragon Tales. It's almost the Dragon Tales. Oh my God, Haley. I thought it was like head on down to something. That is the next verse. Okay. Mm. (laughs) So sorry, Alex. Okay, but I don't know. Definitely Dragon Tales over Veggie Tales, but I didn't know if they were like comparable comparable could you like ask your mom after this and we can just have a quick fact check i just want to know like what a veggies tail summer camp is yeah i think we would just like watch their videos <laughs> that doesn't make sense so i think it TV looked like camp. i think it had religious undertones though <laughs> Ooh, my god i think veggie tales were religious or am i misremembering I'll be honest, I never watched because I was Team Dragon Tales, so I have no idea. You can only want, okay. I don't know, but anyway, that's the story. Just jumping off the monkey bars. Don't. Um, I love that. And because, like, you were an adventurous girl then, and you're an adventurous girl now. <laughs> I'm really not. <laughs> <laughs> you said it, not me. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, I have another great story, and it involves American Girl doll. Do you guys, did you have any American Girl dolls? I had one that looked like me. Oh, <gasps> my God. Which one? Molly? No, it was, a, it was one that looked like me. It was a redhead. It was oh, like, my God. Get your own. I went to the American Girl doll store in New York Bougie. City. It's like seven <sighs> floors, and it wasn't like one of the named ones. It was just a girl that looked like me. Oh, my oh. God. Did you name her L.A.? No, I actually couldn't settle on a name, so I never named her. <laughs> I went back and forth between Kimberly and Alexa for like everything. My American Girl doll, my Hermit Crab, just they're not named. <laughs> the only two things I couldn't decide. Mm-hmm. I personally hated dolls well, are... and I did not have them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I didn't super I didn't surprising. like dolls either. They oh just my god! Rip the heads off my Barbies. It was See, definitely a waste like, of money to I buy me. Did. My parents would come in and it, they'd just be like nothing. And they're like, "What <laughs> is happening?" I hated them. <laughs> I was literally the complete opposite. Like I was obsessed. I had so many fucking Barbies. I had one of those Barbie houses that was like you know the Barbie mansion where like you had like all of the rooms and stuff. I had like. The car house and- was the only thing I liked. Like, I, I liked the house. I did not like the dolls inside of them. I, okay, I also kind of think it's, I was an only child f- until I was eight. And so, like, all those years before Michael was born, dolls were, like, how I talked to people. Mm-hmm. Like, I used my <laughs> imagination. <laughs> it was. <laughs> Thanks, Mom and Dad. No, but, like, <laughs> I, I don't know. I just feel like they were how I like expressed my imagination and like creativity. But anyway, okay. So I was again, an only child until I was eight. So I was kind of spoiled. I don't think I acted spoiled. Like I was a very humble kid, but my parents 
like my grandparents always spoiled me. Like my parents were always like being very gracious. Um, and I had like so many American girl dolls and I was only allowed to take one, like on every trip. Like I couldn't obviously bring all of my dolls to Greece. And so we're flying to my grandparents' house. I decided on Josephina and I had the matching nightgown that like one of her outfits was this like white full length nightgown. And I actually called my mom this morning to tell her that I was telling this story and she couldn't stop laughing because I was so excited. I like, we got on the plane and like we waited for dinner to be served. And then I was like, oh, it's time to put Josephina in her pajamas. Like, yay. And I put her in her pajamas and my fucking dad spills red wine all (laughs) over her nightgown. And I lost my shit. We have like seven hours left in this flight. And I'm like, it's going to stain. Like, what is she going to wear? Like, my dad's like, Chloe, it's a doll. Like, You've got to get over that. I was so upset. Did you change her back into her other clothes? Yes, I did. And thankfully, like, if I remember correctly, the flight attendant, like, gave my parents, you know, like, some club soda and stuff, and it still left, like, a little stain. And then when we got to Yaya's house, she was able to, like, bleach it for us and, like, get the stain out. But I was so upset because I was, like, so excited to bring my doll and this, like, you know, world traveler (sighs) of a trip. And then my dad just ruined it. He ruined it. He really did. I was just devastated. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) thanks dad. Well, I'm glad that you were able to get it out. I know it was traumatizing when it happened, but it's okay. It made you better. Thank you for getting it out with us today. Thank you for coming here and speaking (laughs) about it. I have a really funny one and Casey said I could tell it. Um, I was talking to him yesterday because I was like remembering something and I'm like, was this right? Like, and he was trying to confirm for me, but this is like the funniest story ever. And my dad tells it to everyone. It's not my story to tell it's Casey's, but here we go. We were at my Annie Adele's house and like her kids were there, like AKA our cousins, their kids, um, my Grammy and my parents. So maybe there were like 15 people there hanging out. And my Grammy, dad, Casey, and my Auntie Adele were all playing Scrabble because we're big Scrabble people. And they were four of them were playing. And Casey's like little. He's probably 10, but he always wanted in on the action. And he puts a word down. And he just goes, okay, here's, here's my word. C-U-N-T cunt (laughs) oh my god and my dad my dad just goes Casey like that's not no he's like that's don't don't put that word he's like dad I'm pretty sure it's a word cunt and he (laughs) said it again oh my god my dad is like Casey please just shut up like just take it off the board like your grandmother like my grammy is looking at him my auntie adele's looking at him and they're just like just take it off the board like it it's okay whatever for for whatever reason in his head it was a a legitimate word to him he had no idea what it meant but he was just like no dad see it's c-u-n-t i know exactly what it is and dad's like shut the fuck up and and because Casey was just, like, so stubborn because he's, like, wanted a word. It's a four-letter word. That's all he had. And Casey just remembers leaving 
my aunt's house that night and everyone's like staring at him as they're leaving because he knows he's gonna get scolded in the car and he just remembers um our cousin (laughs) our cousin's husband giving him that look like best of luck to you he just gave him like the sorriest look he had and he's like this poor fucking kid is about to get screamed at um but yeah that was um really funny and i just truly can't imagine (laughs) i can't it's Um, so funny that is funny that is definitely (laughs) one of those stories that like if i were a parent and that happened like i would tell everybody oh for sure my child did that and my dad Mm -hmm. telling it is just so funny because casey like he just kept repeating it to make it seem like it was something and he's like no guys listen i i think you're getting it wrong like <laughs> i'm telling you <laughs> oh my god that is uh, uh, truly incredible too good so that reminds me of kind of of a story that happened to me when i was younger so i grew up in a household where both of my parents spoke English, like fluently, they're fine. We can communicate because I speak English as well. But they also speak Sicilian and they just speak it all the time, whatever. So I'm around it and I can understand it as you guys both know. And I can't speak it um, as you both know because I don't have that talent. I was never taught. However, I can say some things. And when I was younger, my parents were like really big on like, yes, you can speak it. You're just nervous. Like, you know stuff. And I'm like, no, that's not the issue. But I do know some stuff. And they're like, I'm sure you could say something if you wanted to. And I'm like, well, there is something that I could say. Oh, God. Which translates to what the fuck do you want? (laughs) Oh my so God. they're expecting me to say something actually nice. And, and this was like, maybe I was like six or seven. And I was just like, oh yeah, here you go. Okay. What the fuck do you want? And they're like, mm, no, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, you ever asked so about quick. why they didn't teach you? Like, did they ever discuss teaching you guys? No, Australia? they had never intended to like never had a plan or anything um they didn't expect for us to like catch on and understand it either but they just like talked it so much around us that we just like picked up on it and like all my grandparents spoke it and like my other family members um and so it was just like bound to happen and it accidentally happened that like we can understand it um but they just like never taught us and i never learned very interesting yeah I like that you, like, now, though, can still understand it and, like, say mm-hmm. certain words and teach Haley and I, like, Stas Gazzando. That's it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now I can understand it better, if anything, like, especially, like, learning Spanish and stuff um, and, like, actual Italian. I'm better at that, too. So just, like, aren't we all? You're so Whatever. cultured. Yeah. No, we aren't all. <laughs> Okay, two out of the three of us are slightly cultured. Mm. I took Spanish for four years and Italian for one. I could not tell you one single thing that I learned. I just, like, don't have one of the brains that can learn a new language, and I've accepted it, you know? That's well, you don't know, but. Yeah, I don't know. But I like Spanish I, for, like, ten years. I think. Oh, my God. I don't know how I didn't know that until, like, a week ago. It was, like, Same. one of my majors. Where were you during college? Not at Stone Hill. I know. <laughs> um, Don't you dare. <laughs> it is interesting, though, because, like, they say that 
obviously teaching kids from such a young age because their brain is like a sponge. I do really think that's true because like I obviously took Spanish in high school. I retained nothing as an adult or like as like a teenager. Mm. Um, But as a kid, like I learned Greek because it was like what was around me. And I feel like it it is very true, the sponge thing. Yeah. My thing – that I complain to my parents all the time is like, well, I don't complain because I guess this would have been kind of like rude, but like they never forced us to talk at all. Like, and they like each other. No, like they didn't, they didn't force us to speak Sicilian to them ever. And like, also they would speak English to us, but like Sicilian amongst themselves. Oh. So it was like, I was never partaking in a conversation in Sicilian. And they signed me up for like my one of my great aunts is like super big into like teaching people Italian and they signed me up for some class or something when I was little. Um, but it was like the basic, basic Italian and it was more like culture than anything. And I was like, I don't care about this. Like I already know it. I already got it. So <laughs> I got it. Thanks. But yeah, I don't know. It's weird. I should have soaked it up and I didn't. That's okay. Um, we love you anyway. Thank you. And I thank you. you. And we love you more for it, really. Oh my God. Thank you. I've got a bunch of stories. <laughs> yeah, so I was going to say But there was one that I wanted to tell that Haley's reminded me of, but now I can't remember what. Swearing. Yeah, I'm, I'm going based off of stories that you guys remind me of, but I have a list. I am prepared. She talked about. Maybe the word cunt? Yeah. Does that ring a bell for you? <laughs> does it? No. Um, well, it does down. actually kind of. <laughs> this is, I feel like I'm making myself sound so terrible on this episode. But not. so <laughs> growing up, my dad spoke to us in Greek only to Michael and I. My mom spoke to us only in English. So my dad is from Greece and my mom is from Brooklyn, but both of her parents are Greek. So she has, like, conversational Greek, but we always say that, like, she's better at listening than speaking, which, like, I think she would definitely agree with. And, like, we always said that growing up, that Michael and I were fluent and she was not. Um, So, like, when we would go on vacation, it was really nice if we were, like, traveling within the U.S. or, like, in a different country to be able to speak to each other, like – if we were feeling uncomfortable or if we wanted to leave or like if we had to go to the bathroom, we could like say it in Greek um, and That's be fun. discreet about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was super great except for this one time when we all went to Disney World and there's this expression in Greek, which it's just so not nice. It's like the expression is which means a barrel with legs and it's how you describe oh no <laughs> it's how you describe like like a chunky toddler or like a slightly overweight person you call them a barrel with legs like it's just it's an expression it's not something that like i have made up in any way and i was taught it you know like from my cousins and stuff in grace or whatever so we're in florida we're in disney as a family, and we're waiting for the shuttle to go back to our hotel. And my dad and I are in line, and, like, my mom and Michael are, like, kind of up ahead of us. And there's this woman in front of us, and she was extremely overweight, like, unhealthily overweight. But my dad made a joke to me and was like, what would we call this? And I was like, 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 
in Greek, I said it. And, and she turns me. around. Oh, no. And she says to us in Greek, maybe you should consider who's around you before you say anything. And we were, but like, both of us were so embarrassed. And my mom was just standing, like, over, you know, off to the side in line, like, shaking her head at us because – she was like, you guys are so stupid. But like, what are the chances that somebody speaks Greek? Like, that is like slim. instant karma too. Like it that, is- the chance of that is like so small. <laughs> so God definitely <laughs> was like, I'm going to let you not happen, like make this happen ever again. Oh my God. It was <laughs> awful. So now like, I obviously don't do that anymore. And I mean, like, you were a kid though. Like, but it was my dad that said it and like, yeah, who asked set me, you up for yeah, it. He set me up. <laughs> he did and set you up. He knew the just, woman actually. Like, <laughs> God, it was just so There's awful. a camera there, a camera there. <sighs> anyway. Hi, I'm John Quinotis and this is What Would You Do? <laughs> I almost think that's worse than saying cunt. Just saying. Um, um, yeah. Well, I think the they're just – I just think they're so different. Like – but I do – it has the same premise in, like, you had no clue that would be hurtful or offensive, I guess. Like, you're a kid. You're just kind of like, you know oh, them? I know the answer. <laughs> <sighs> anyway. Oh. Thanks for the reminder, Hales. You're well. so welcome. <laughs> mm. okay. Kids do the darnest things. Am I right? They truly do. <laughs> they sure do. <laughs> Um, a story, another story that I have is I wasn't, I wasn't really little. Maybe I was like 12. Um, it's just an embarrassing story that happened to me. (laughs) Yes. It happened last year actually. So I was at my cousin's house for Thanksgiving one year and everyone was like playing basketball. My cousin played basketball in high school and he was really good at it. So everyone was like watching him play and I was just like, mm, I'm not really good at that. I don't really want to play, but I'll just like have fun and hang by the hoop. And the hoop has a lever where you can change the height. And I was just hanging out by it, had my hands on it, whatever it is. My like all-star cousin basketball player um, slam dunks on the hoop and the lever shoots into my forehead. <laughs> no. <laughs> into my no. forehead. And I just remember like instant, like you feel the blood just rush right to your face. And I had Did like an instant, out? no, I just had an instant egg, like a huge egg on my forehead. And I just remember being stunned and embarrassed. And I was like, I go in to the kitchen and my dad just goes, what the fuck is that? <laughs> Like he was concerned, but he was just like, he's like, you looked so bad. He's like, (laughs) it was just so gross to look at. Um, but yeah, that was just, you know, bad luck kind of thing. Great times. I am so sorry. It's okay. That sounds truly painful. Honestly, I believe it happened so I could tell this story to everyone. So. Wow. Mm -hmm. Okay. I have a bunch of stories that are all connected and they all have to do with forehead injuries. Yes. but also terrified or like face injuries okay so when i was younger so i live in a cul-de-sac we have a bunch of kids on the street that would hang out together i was walking i think we were walking up from being dropped off by the bus at the bottom of the street and it was winter time and i was walking with my brother and another one of our neighbors and there was like a patch of ice 
And I thought it would be so cool to just like skate on it. Okay, I have a question um, though. Was this? Yeah. Did you have a crush on him? So is my brother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Shut the fuck up. You know what I meant. <laughs> this it goes into my theory that like anyone older than you when you're a kid, you yes. kind of just think they're cute. Yeah. No. Agreed. Sure I agree. I Thank you so much. Him, actually. Okay. I, well, you wanted to be cool. And no, it was I, your brother, so no one to impress. Yeah, no. I just wanted to, like, skate on this thing. <laughs> okay. Anyway, mm-hmm. I ended up, as we can all assume, face planting into the ice and, like, hurting my forehead or, like, nose or something. I don't know. Fast forward, like, a year and a half later, I'm in the cul-de-sac. It's wintertime again. It's wow. February. No. Whatever St. Patrick's Day is March, yes, March, because <laughs> we're having my family over for St. Patrick's Day. I don't know why. Like we're not Irish. We just <laughs> any excuse to get together, I guess. And I'm in the cul-de-sac, and my other neighbor's in the cul-de-sac too. And he is such an ass. Like he is the worst person I've ever met. He decides to take a huge chunk of ice and throw it at me, oh. and it hits me in the face, and that like scratches me up. Okay. And then fast forward like another year or two, I'm in fifth grade, I want to say, or fourth grade, and I'm playing kickball in a baseball field at recess in elementary school. And the ball gets kicked over the fence. So I decide to go get it. And I'm running to the outfield and the conditions were a little wet because it had rained previously. And so I slip on some like muddy grass and I go right into the chain link fence. No. Hit my head. Like right at like, like, you know, the, the part of the fence that like breaks up so you can get out of it. And there's like a bunch of like those large poles, whatever. So slid right into that. So I'm like, okay, like shocked but I still go out and get the ball and then I see something like dripping from my face and I think it's like mud on my forehead and I throw the ball back into the field and they're like you have some dirt on your forehead I'm like okay and just blood (sighs) everywhere so then I have to go to the doctors and I actually end up getting my head glued oh my god yeah, just a little bit. It's like the smallest little BB thing over Does here. That but mean, it was like so you don't have a need, scar, right? No, I do have a scar, but like I, I didn't need noticed. stitches because it was so small that like I don't know if you could see it now. Well, it doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> Not through Zoom, that's for sure. I'll show you in person. And I remember he, he was like cleaning out the wound. The doctor at this point, he was cleaning out the wound with alcohol, and I'm like screaming in pain because it's so painful, and he's just like. Um, mom, can you maybe calm your child down? And she's oh, like, God. no, I can't. Like, it's obviously painful. Anyway, got my head glued and I had a concussion, which was probably like a long time coming, you know? And then a couple weeks after that, like still concussed, I'm walking in the cul-de-sac of my neighborhood, like right in front of my house, like coming, I don't know where I was coming from. And my other neighbor is playing hockey in the cul-de-sac because he was like a hockey prodigy he was like playing since he was two whatever he has a net set up and he whatever like he sees me I'm walking behind the net and he decides to shoot the ball at the net while I'm walking behind it and hits me square in the head 
And that's the story of all my forehead injuries. And I probably was concussed for like my entire childhood. Jesus. (laughs) That sounds terrible on every level. But I feel like there's nothing like a head injury. Yeah, it was super fun. Super fun. And then my scar, like, you know how scars just kind of like pain you every once in a while? Sometimes they like sting a little bit. You could feel it, especially like when it's healing. No, no one's ever had a scar. Oh, I have. Do you feel that pain though? Like that little like weird tingling sensation? No? No. No. Well, it's healed. Okay. Anywho, so every once in a while, we'd like get like a little itchy or like feel a little tight, whatever. And I was like, oh my God, I'm Harry Potter. <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> oh my God, it's me, LA Potter. <laughs> um, I never had like, my first injury was when I fractured my ankle in high school as a freshman. Um, But as a kid, there was one time when I was like very seriously injured, but I don't remember it. Um, And I had just learned how to crawl and my mom was unloading um, groceries and I crawled into her office, which she had left the door open. Um, And she has, well, used to have like those big metal filing cabinets um, and one of the drawers was open and and I cut my eye on the drawer. And the way my mom describes it is like, it happened so fast where like she heard me scream, she ran into the room, saw I was covered in blood and like didn't even call 911. She just like drove me to the hospital herself because we lived like 10 minutes from the hospital. Um, she was like, I didn't even like take my part. Like I just like ran with you as fast as I could. And then because I was so young, they had to put me in a straight jacket so that they could um, like clean off my face because I couldn't stay still. And my mom was like, I was crying because like you were crying and I was like in this straight jacket. And I'm like, uh, parents just, I just, I don't know how I'd react in that situation. And like, Same. I can't even think about it, but I, I'm sorry, mom, that I did that. <laughs> oh my gosh. Just like two seconds and that that's how it always happens. Right. Yeah. Like she looked away for like a second and then I was just whoop, gone. Yeah. A similar thing happened to me that I don't remember, um, but I was at my grandparents' house and they had a swing set in the back and I think I was like maybe like one and a half at this time. So I was like walking around or whatever and my brother, who's two years older than me, was on the swing And I walked in front of the swing and he like straight up kicked me in my mouth and like messed up all my teeth. But thankfully I didn't lose any of my teeth, but it was traumatizing for us all. I'm sure. Obviously. Yeah. Mm, Yeah. I don't remember though. So, you know, whatever. Mm. YOLO. (laughs) I know. Um, I told my mom I was going to talk about that. She's like, I wouldn't say that was embarrassing. I would say that was traumatizing for all of us. So (laughs) I'm like, I'm going to Specifically Salvo. (laughs) Uh, no, he didn't care for sure. Uh, typical. <laughs> okay, this one's a quick one. So I have curly hair and I have red hair and there's not much you can do with that other than cut it. But I thought it was a great idea that I should get bangs when I was younger and that I would always straighten the bangs. I don't know why I thought that was like a good option. Um, and how old were we? I would say fourth or fifth grade. Oh, this might have been right after my incident, so I wanted to hide the scar. 
Hmm, maybe. But yeah, so I got bangs and they were just awful. Like so not manageable. And also this was at the time of my life. Well, my entire life has been like not able to manage my hair up until like maybe a year ago. Um, so it was just like horrendous and they were just frizzy in the way all the time. Like then I started like clipping them back because I hated them instantly. And it was just such an awful decision. And I'm kind of glad I let my mom do it or like I don't, I'm not mad at my mom for letting me do it, even though it was like an awful idea. Um, Cause I think I've grown from it, you know? Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, that reminds me of the time when Michael was born, I was in third grade and I wouldn't say I like acted out, but I definitely was not used to like not being my parents, like number one pride and joy. And I remember we were in art class and I pulled a piece of my hair thinking that I was going to cut bangs and I basically cut it on my scalp. So I had a literal bald patch on my, on the left side of my head. And, um, my mom was my girl scout leader. And so I remember it was a Wednesday because we all went to my house after school for our girl scout meeting. And my mom was like, what the fuck did you do to your hair? Like what is happening? And I was like, I cut my hair in class. And she was like, no, like this is not fixable. Like we can't like mask this in any way. So I had to wear headbands to school for like the next six months until like my hair could grow out a little bit. But it was it was brutal. Like oh my god, it was really rough. There's that one is- picture from my cousin's grad- college graduation where I had to flip my hair over to the other side. Um, <laughs> because like I literally had a bald patch. Like it was so unfortunate. Oh my gosh. I was going to say I did something similar. Like I was at my cousin's house and it wasn't like acting out per se, but it's just like, oh, like I'm not getting attention right now. So like I'm definitely going to get it somehow. Um, and I did the exact same thing. Like um, I think my cousins had been hiding for some reason. I think I was like talking about cutting my hair. So they were like hiding the kid scissors from me. And it was like, I'm going to find those scissors. And then I had chopped my hair and I gave myself like awkward bangs like everyone does. And then I hid it under my aunt's bed and I just came down and I was like, mom, look what I did. Center of attention. She's like, dear God. What do you, you hid your hair under the bed? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was just like, here I am. Try to find it, you know? <laughs> Oh my god. I feel like I always had like I had like this ugly bowl cut as a toddler and then I would have like mm-hmm. awkward bangs. I had bangs for a long time actually, but mm. incredible. Well, I never cut my hair, but you know what I did cut something else. My eyebrow. <gasps> okay. <laughs> so fifth grade, here I am with my strong Sicilian jeans giving me the perfect unibrow. Okay. Obviously. And I'm made fun of for it. It's just inevitable. You know, we're in elementary school. Kids are assholes, whatever. It's true. So one day, and it was like the weirdest time, but I probably had just like been thinking about it in the day. And I'm sitting down at dinner with my parents and my brother. And like after dinner, I just go straight to the bathroom And I get a razor and I go to shave my unibrow and I go a little bit too much and I shave off like probably a third of one of my eyebrows. (laughs) And I'm just like, 
oh shit like I didn't mean to do this and I'm like mom and so my mom comes over and she's like why would you do this like what are you doing and I'm oh like oh my god people are so mean <laughs> whatever and then <laughs> we're like okay I can't go to school looking like this this is awful so I put a band-aid on my head Naturally. to hide it and tell people that I fell into the coffee table and like have a cut so I can't well, because like what else would which would them? Yeah, it would be believable right. too. Oh, yeah, sure. And I wore the Band-Aid for like two days and then like the third day went in just like bald. Not bald, but you know, it was traumatizing. And I am happy to say that my eyebrow journey has been through a lot, but we have come up stronger and better than ever. She's in eyebrows the best place so of her good. life. Yes, thank you. Thank they you. really do. Mm. I over-tweezed <laughs> wide for... I mean, years, literal years, and now they're just thin, and I don't think they'll really grow back, so I did it to myself. It was just the trend. Everyone did it. Mm -hmm. I definitely did not. Oh, okay. Well, I didn't do anything to my eyebrows until, like, I graduated college. Like, I never... Like, So you're lucky because that, like, you just have a good shape. And they yeah. are shaped. So you've like, never been bullied for your brows then. Yeah, it must be nice. True. This is true. I never have been. <laughs> um, yeah, so I guess I should count my lucky stars. Yeah. Never got hashtag brow bullied. Mm. I will say another funny story. Um, speaking of like awkward hair, my dad one time, like he was going to the barber shop and Casey was going to the barber shop and my dad tried to convince the barber to give me a haircut because he's like, I'm here, might as well. This is like the life of like a stay at home dad is they think they can do things like that. Um, <laughs> I'm just like looking at my dad. I'm like, please don't have me get my haircut at the barber shop. Like it's going to look so bad. <laughs> and the barber refused. He's like, you don't want me doing that. And his wife came in and she's like, you don't want him doing that. And it's like, fine, whatever. <laughs> Your dad's like, no, I'm pretty sure I do. Yeah. yeah I'm pretty sure it. I'm here anyway. And I don't want to go to a salon. So. Mm-hmm. And that's on dads. But I do have a story about my dad. And this will turn into like a larger thought that I have. But so my mom's parents lived in New Jersey um, and both my grandparents have passed. But all throughout my childhood and like even up through college for every holiday, we would always go to New Jersey um, because my dad's parents were too far away to travel. Like we only went to Greece one time for Christmas. Um, So like all the other holidays were spent with my mom's family. And my yai and papu lived in a house that was attached to my aunt and uncle's house. But, like, there was a patio, a screened-in porch that sort of divided them. But it was always so great because, like, my whole family would come to New Jersey and, like, all my cousins would be there. And we'd get to be with, like, cousins and our grandparents, which was always so special. And it was about a four-hour drive, so it was the only time I was ever allowed to eat fast food was on this drive, halfway at exit 15 in Danbury, Connecticut. We would always get McDonald's. And one time, my mom closed my hand in the um, bathroom door, and um, my nail fell off, and it was, like, so traumatic, and I just remember that. But that wasn't even the story I was going to tell. For Christmas, my... My parents, I didn't learn this until like pretty recently, but my parents um, would always like put our Christmas gifts in black garbage bags 
because like Santa, they were Santa presents. Um, and one year my parents forgot to put them in the car. So they got all the way to New Jersey and they were like, holy fucking shit. We forgot their (gasps) gifts in Boston. Like, what do we do? So my dad drove back and then drove back again to New Jersey. So he drove like basically 12 hours in one day. And my dad loves driving. So this is like not that big of a thing to him. He was like, I'll leave you kids like with your mom and your cousins. And like, I'll, he went back, but he didn't tell me what was happening. So I was like, why is dad leaving? You know? But now I'm like, oh my God, I would never do that for my kids. Oh my God, no. I just be like, listen, you have presents. Santa didn't realize you were going to be out of town. It's at home. Like Like Santa left your presents at home. Like, that's so nice of him. Or I would just like go to the store and like get a random thing and be like, yay. (laughs) No, Alex, that's not how Christmas works. No, Um, Alex. How my Christmas works. My larger like thought is that as I am older and like, obviously we're not that old, but like we work and like, we don't ask our parents for money. And like, we're very self-dependent. Some of us don't. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, I mean, Alex and I live at home. So, okay. But it's a global pandemic. Like you lived in Boston before this. So don't, Mm. but I have truly so much respect and just like admiration for my own parents now that I'm an adult, because Obviously, like when we used to go into the office every day and like work, I would make plans like once or twice a week and I'd be like, I'm too tired all the rest of the nights, like I'm exhausted. But how do parents literally wake up, make you food, get you dressed, like take you to the bus or take you to school, whatever, go to work, then come pick you up, make dinner, give you a bath, like take you to sports, take you to a play date, whatever, read you bedtime stories all of these things, and then also still have their own life. Like it truly blows my mind. And the older I get, the more I'm like, holy fucking shit. Like how did my parents, A, afford anything? Like I don't get it. B, how did they have the energy to do anything? And C, like where's my energy? Yeah. Like why don't I have just – I can't. I can't. I can barely do like one thing now. Uh, I wonder the if it'll kick in. Is- big for me. I, I yeah, maybe it's like <laughs> instincts and you're like, wow, I have to like take care of someone besides myself, but like I am so tired taking care of myself. Like right? I don't know how they do it. <laughs> like I load the dishwasher and I'm like, Ugh, I can't do anything else. Today. Yeah, like time to reward myself with being on my phone for the next hour. Right. And no. then like it's not like a dog where you can just like, like let them out and just You can cuddle. yeah, like you can just yeah. like let them out or like put them in a kennel for the weekend. Just like give yourself a break. I don't have a dog. So that's not a very good example. But like once you have a kid, you have that kid forever. And like you, you're responsible. Like that is mind blowing to me. Yep. Yeah. Also is Lex growling? He is growling. Can you hear it? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He can, he can sense once you said kennel. He's like, what is she up to? Maybe one day we'll get the energy when we have kids. I guess just like fingers crossed. I, like it makes no sense to me. And yeah, my, no. my mom always says like you just do it like you, because you don't have a choice. Like you just suck it up and deal with it. And like you're always tired and whatever. When I'm tired now, I'm like, don't, no don't talk to me. Don't bother me. Don't call me. Like right. how, how do you deal with someone being like, mom, get me a snack. Mom, 
meh. Like, yeah, I don't know. Another thought that I have is my mom and I FaceTime every day now in quarantine um, in the mornings. And she'll always ask, like, what are you making for dinner tonight? And sometimes I'll be like, oh, I don't know. Like, this thing has cheese, so I don't want to eat it. But Luke wants it. Or like, oh, he thinks my chicken piccata has too much lemon. And my mom will always say, just wait till you have kids and have to make different meals based on people's different tastes. And I'm like, like I'm just enjoying my life. Can you just not remind me that? This <laughs> but I'm happen? like, this is so true. Like I didn't eat cheese. Michael didn't eat tomatoes. Like my parents definitely had to like accommodate to us and they did. And maybe they didn't have to, but I don't know. Like it just seems so difficult and I have so much respect. Yeah. Wow. I kind of feel like my mom lucked out. Well, no, she didn't because she got stuck with me in Salvo. But <laughs> but like we will eat anything. So like even now she'll like come up to me because she makes all the food because like, why not? And she's like, well, is this okay? And this, I'm like, mom, I will eat anything. If I don't have to pay for it. You just put it in front of my face. I'll eat it. Like, don't worry about it. It's just great. Mm, see, <laughs> Mm, Lori, Laura, I just called her Lori. Um, Laura is like the least pickiest eater. Casey was very particular about the things he didn't like. Um, and I sometimes was too, like, I liked a lot of foods when I was younger and then I would overeat them and hate them. Like for the longest time, I didn't enjoy like purple ice cream and white rice because I went on these like kicks of liking those. And I loved celery and like things like that purple ice cream yeah like black raspberry mm, you're joking called it purple ice cream yeah, yeah. it's literally purple yeah but like the flavor is black raspberry yeah okay i went out going right over your head okay well i was a child and it's <laughs> purple so <laughs> let's just okay. mm-hmm. all right continue but i mean they dealt with it and it was fine. I do remember this one time. Um, I also just like choked a couple times as a kid and it really scared me. And I remember this one time my dad, well, Casey was mowing the lawn at my Grammy's house and we all went with them to hang out to see my grandmother. We're on our way back and we stop at the store to get red hot dogs because God bless. Love a good red hot dog. And we're on the way home and I'm just like sitting in there and I'm in the back seat and I choke on my red hot dog and I'm and I just like hit on my dad's um the back of his seat when he's driving and I'm just looking at him in the mirror like panic and he like had to immediately pull over and I was just like really scared also the way we pulled over right next to a cemetery I was like fuck this anyway and so I was really afraid for like a month that I was going to choke so I would only eat like plain buttered noodles like I was Couldn't traumatized okay. for sure. But in my head, I was like, Couldn't okay, this seems mild enough. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. And like, okay. Mm. Yeah. That's fascinating though. How long was it until you could eat another red hot dog? Mm, probably not too long after because, you know, I love the red hot dogs. <laughs> it is Ugh. like my least favorite thing about you that you uh, eat those hot dogs. Okay, but that's shocking that that's your least favorite. Yeah, there's a lot lot of other things, but (laughs) I remember this one time when we went to Ikea, we like stopped at a convenience store first and Haley bought one of those goddamn hot dogs and it's Well, that's a pickled sausage, but it also happens to be red. (laughs) It was so disgusting. And she was like shoving it in my face, like, eat it, eat it, eat it. (laughs) 
was like, no, this is disgusting. Uh, for the for the oh, listeners, God. it's um, a firecracker, and they are just divine. Is it spicy? Mm, no, it's more tangy because it's soaked in vinegar, like mm. it's pickled. Um. Yeah, right. I didn't know the like the red coloring effect. No, and it's called a firecracker, so I guess that makes sense why you would think that. It's really not mm-hmm. spicy. Okay. <laughs> Literally, all my least favorite things. Mm. No, absolutely not. Okay, do you guys want to hear my favorite embarrassing story to tell? Yes. Sure do. Okay. So, I don't know what the year was. Let's call it like two th- mm, 2004 or 2000, probably 2004. So I was Okay, so you were one. Okay. Mm. I was like seven or eight, depending on the time of year. And Beyonce had just released her album in two thousand three with hits such as Crazy in Love and my favorite, Baby Boy. I was been obsessed. On my mind. <laughs> Everyone was obsessed with Crazy in Love and I was obsessed with Baby Boy featuring Sean Paul. We all know it. Chloe singing I think it. about you all the time. I see you in my dreams. So, as a family, we go to my great aunt, um, Maisia Adele, her 80th birthday party in a huge banquet hall with like all the family members from my mom's side of the family, because it's her aunt. And so we're all there and we're listening, and there's a DJ. So, my brother and I were like, always I don't know I was a shy kid but also like pretty outgoing whatever my brother is definitely outgoing so we're talking to the DJ like requesting songs whatever and I request baby boy and then I ask him if I can have a microphone to perform it and he was like yeah okay this is great gives me the microphone I go out into the dance floor baby boy starts playing but I'm too nervous to perform in front of like all these like 50 people for this 80 year old woman's birthday that I turn around and like face the DJ booth and like the back wall and perform baby boy by Beyonce for everyone in the crowd. Is there a video? <laughs> no, there's no video that I know of Ugh. maybe out there, but yeah. But and I mean, same- that says a lot about your personality. Like you were just going to get it done. <laughs> Like reserved, shy, but I will do a couple things. And then I also remember requesting another song and thinking it was one song, but it turned out to be another song and having like panic set in because <laughs> I'm like, oh God, I'm not this ready. Song. I'm not ready. Yeah, but I still sang it. And then I actually sang at another family function when my uncle got married when I was in third grade. And first of all, he asked me to be a bridesmaid because it was like a small wedding. And my aunt has like, she's from Turkey and she has no family here except for like a couple of cousins. So one of her cousins was the maid of honor. And they asked me, a little BB, a child, to be a bridesmaid. And I said no, because I thought it was a prank. Oh my God. But you ended up doing it, right? But then, yeah, yeah. Then they explained it and I like got over the fear. And so I was a bridesmaid and my cousin Alicia, who's like three or four years older than me, was also a bridesmaid. And then my brother and my cousin Mike were groomsmen and my dad was the best man. And the four of us decided that when everyone was getting like their main course at dinner at the wedding, we would go up and ask for the mic. Oh my so God. we performed Holla Back Girl and Oh my God. <laughs> and my brother performed 
Switch by Will Smith. Hey, yeah, that song. (laughs) And like, we didn't stay on the dance floor. Like, we're we're singing on the dance floor, but then we start running out into the crowd with the microphone. It was interactive. Was there a video of this? Yes, there is. It's in the. Can we watch it when we come? Can we post it as this? As this I can try to find it, but like it's just like Salvo like running around with the microphone. <laughs> we're all following him. He's like going up to the bride and groom's table and he's like, hey. <laughs> oh, oh funny. That's incredible. Uh, uh, so yeah, those are my performing days. I was gonna say I did do that. Um my dad has a best friend. We call him Cuzzy. And we've obviously known him our whole lives. And we go to his family reunions and I performed Hit Me With Your Best Shot when I was like kind of too old. I was probably 12. (laughs) (laughs) So he's saying that on karaoke because I was like, really? I was like in a Pat Benatar phase and I was like kind of nervous, whatever. And Casey's like, I'll give you 10 bucks if you do it. I'm like, fuck yes and i just i had the best time i really did, did he pay you it's really yeah. fun he would always bet me things and i would always win and he would always because he he would like mow lawns in the summer and like have a little money like kid money right um i also remember before laura was born he was like betting me that it was going to be a boy and i'm like for sure it's going to be a girl and i was right and he owed me what did he owe me I don't know. I think he probably paid it back in red hot dogs, though. I kid you not. So <laughs> that's disgusting. I hate this about you. Yeah. yeah. Um. Speaking of red, there was this one time. So my dad was. Both my parents, um, like worked in academia. So my mom worked further away. So my dad would always be home, like when I took the bus home, um, because he would get home like right around the same time, and. The most embarrassing thing that ever happened to me. I don't know if I've told either of you this. There was this kid who lived like a few houses down from us named Alex, whose name I will leave out, his last name. Okay. Um, and our moms <laughs> you already re- said it was Alex. <laughs> our moms were really good friends because they were like on the PTA together and like we had grown up together. And then he turned into like a super douchey, like skateboarder, like bro. <sighs> like one time we had gone over to his house. Um, because my mom was like, oh, I'm going over to see Deborah. And like, he locked me in his dog's crate until <gasps> our moms found us. Um, and like, it was horrible. So anyway, he took I the same bus as that. me. Yeah. And we got off at the same stop on my street. And oh my God, it was so awful. Oh, no. He put a nail on the seat, like on the bus seat so that when I sat down, I sat on a nail Mm-mm. and first of all, it hurt so fucking bad, but also he told everybody on the bus that I had my period and we were in like middle school. So I definitely did not have my period because I basically didn't even know what a period was. Even when I got mine, I was like, what the fuck is this? Um, it was so embarrassing, but the worst part was that I had to go home and have my dad pull this nail out of my ass and then also put like, you know, Neosporin or like whatever on it. Um, It was so embarrassing. It was so awful. That is actually cruel. Yeah, I hate him. He was like the worst. Where did he end up? I think he's like a snowboard instructor. (sighs) That's just so mean. It was horrible. It was awful. Oh, my God. But anyway, yeah. (laughs) 
Good times on the school bus. Yeah, you fucking hate the bus. Yeah. Now I'm going to have switch in my head forever, Alex. Thanks a lot. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> I will have to find – my uncle was showing my little cousin Alessia their wedding video, and okay. so he sent me videos of – a singing hollaback girl, but I'll try to find like the full thing. I just, um, I need to see the whole concert, like you walking around people's tables. Can't you just picture yeah. her little curls bouncing everywhere? Oh my God, she's absolutely. Like, my hair and you probably good. wore like those like white time. block heels that every kid had with like white tights. Or like the socks no that had the Yes, like, the little lace. frills. Yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> Wait, I was a bridesmaid. I don't know why you think <laughs> I'm dressing like that. Well, because you're like seven. <laughs> I was high class. I was not seven. It's an Italian yeah. wedding. Actually, no, I was probably like eight or nine. Mm, yeah. It's like you weren't even there. <laughs> um, that song did teach me how to spell bananas. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Like, I'm not kidding. Anytime I spell bananas, I always sing that song in my head. I wish there was a song for that, but, like, for other words that are confusing. I'm trying to think of one. Restaurant? I can never spell it right. Oh. I can see that. There's one word that I always mix up, the I and the A, and I can't think of. My trick for restaurant is to um, remember that it ends with rant, so the U has to go somewhere else that's very helpful yeah i did in seventh grade <gasps> oh my god oh no this is another <laughs> one i think i've told you Haley, but i was in the literary magazine oh, yes. um with my teacher miss benish who i loved she taught me a trick about the difference between desert and desserts with you always want more dessert which is why it has an extra s but anyway you're in the literary magazine and it was like, you know, a club um, and we published like the school magazine or whatever. And I was doing some project on like states or something. And I accidentally said the word vagina instead of Virginia <laughs> out loud to the club. And I, I don't think I went to the next meeting because I was so embarrassed. Um, Did you just black out? I don't remember you were just like, anything else yeah. that happened. Everyone was like, ah. and I was like, <laughs> no. Um, so yeah, that was not a shining moment for me. <sighs> that is. You could not pay me enough to be a child. <laughs> no. <laughs> I would never. I would never go back. Yeah, I would never. You can like barely pay me enough to be an adult. So <laughs> we don't get paid enough to be adults. Mm-mm. That's for sure. No. Uh, ladies i've told you guys my skiing story right i don't think yes so. but i would love to hear it again i never grew up around like winter sports my parents were definitely all about like going on vacation to like um not tropical areas but like florida or like myrtle beach whatever but for a couple of winters my parents thought it would be cool to go up to the berkshires um and they actually took me to the berkshires once when i had pneumonia I'm like, I can't do anything. And then I had <laughs> like an allergic don't reaction the Berkshires. to the medication I was taking because of the pneumonia. Oh, that's an embarrassing. Okay. Here, let me set the stage for you. Yes. So my parents bring me to the Berkshires and we're staying in a hotel and I have pneumonia. So I can't even go skiing or whatever. I like can barely go outside because I'm sick. 
and I'm on an antibiotic, um, zithromycin, which is a long release formula. So it'll stay in your body for quite some time. And we are sleeping and I like cannot, I wake up and I cannot fall back asleep. I'm so uncomfortable. And my mom's like, just go to bed, like whatever, go to bed. I'm like, mom, I can't, like, I feel something on me. Like, I think whatever. She looks at me, we go in the bathroom. She looks at me and I am covered in hives, like all over my stomach, whatever. And so my mom goes downstairs and just like sees this guy that's like hotel security or something. And he's like, she's like, I need like a first aid kit. I need to call an ambulance. I don't know. My daughter's like bringing on a hives. And he's like, I'm an EMT. Let me come look at her. So she brings this random guy from the lobby of the hotel into the room to look at my stomach in the middle of the night in the Berkshires. And I was basically having an allergic reaction. And because it was long release, I continued to have hives for like a day and a half. It was like the worst thing ever. Yeah. Were they itchy? They must they have sure been. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But anyway, that's not the story. So we had been to the Berkshires before and I learned to ski there. And it was basically like on the bunny slope. And then I went on like, I don't know, the first one up that's like not a hard mountain at all. And I was really bad, like with the instructor, like trying to learn how to stop and stuff. Like I just couldn't do it. I would just like zoom down the mountain and be done with it. So truly no skill formed at all. I was just like going for it, whatever. So then on another vacation, we went to New Hampshire, I'm pretty sure. And my brother and my cousin were always snowboarding and I was still skiing. And we went on like a really, really difficult mountain. And I thought I could do it. And it turns out I couldn't. So my brother and my cousin leave me like in the dust. They just, whatever, they're doing so good. And I keep falling. And every time I get up, I keep like packing more snow into like the, the boot where you would click it into the skis. So I cannot get my skis back on at a certain point. So I decide that the only thing I can do is walk down the mountain So I attempt to walk down the mountain and I like immediately get stopped by ski patrol and they're like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I need to get out of here. Like, there's no, I don't know what to do. So he's like, you can't walk down the mountain. I'm like, okay, great. But how do I get down there? Well, (laughs) he's on the snowmobile and he has a sled that he attaches to the back of the snowmobile that has like a blanket in it. He has me lay down. For injured people. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Mm -hmm. He has me lay down on the sled. He puts the skis next to me because I have my skis and my poles. He like wraps me up in the blanket, like straps me in because like obviously you need to be secured. And he drives me down the mountain. And then I just remember getting to the bottom of the mountain and like everyone staring at me because here's this injured girl that's coming down on the ski patrol and I just pop right up and I'm just like I walk away and I'm like hey thanks bye and wasn't that so fun though like laying down it's like you're sledding it was truly beautiful like what you can't you're sledding you can like see what's in front of you but I can only see above me right and the trees were just like it was so pretty and then I thought, like, my parents would be worried about me. Like, oh, the boys came back an hour ago and Alex still isn't back. Nope. They were in the lodge just, like, <laughs> drinking, having a good time. 
She's fine. They knew you would find mm-hmm. your way. They just yep. knew. And I did. As always, thanks so much for listening to episode 10. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Jot That Down Pod. That's J O T That Down P O D. 